1: Welcome. This is episode number 168 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Spiritual Beings, Part 4. This is our last week of talking about spiritual beings. We know that in a few days, people will be celebrating Halloween, and their focus will be upon spirits or spooky or scary things. And I just wanted our focus to be turned at least to some extent to spiritual beings that are discussed in the Bible. The Bible uses a variety of terms in regards to unseen beings who are in the spiritual realm that are good and evil. And so that's what we have discussed this month. And so if you've missed any of the previous podcasts, please go back and listen to them so you could see what we have discussed. People participate in Halloween and decorate their homes, as some people do, for Christmas. They may have figurines outside of their house. I've even witnessed where someone was playing music to go along with their tombstones and their mummies and all this other stuff that they had stretched out all around their home. For others, they replace a Halloween celebration with what they call a harvest celebration, where maybe Christian schools may allow you to dress up in costume, but not in anything that represents evil or anything that's scary. So no matter how you celebrate this holiday, again, I wanted to just turn your attention or focus at least to some extent to the spiritual realm presented in the Bible. In this last episode, I'd like to focus on the term fallen angels. Now, in contrast to the holy angels already mentioned in the previous podcast before this one, we are now talking about fallen angels. They are called this because they have fallen from their first estate, which was holiness. They are led by Satan, who was originally an angel himself. And the fallen angels in following him have rebelled against God and become sinful in their nature and in their work. There is only one devil who is known by a variety of names and titles in the Bible. He is the prince or ruler of all the other demons who are subject to him. And he comes as an angel of light in that he tries to imitate God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit along with his demonic host. Some people believe that fallen angels are divided into two classes, those that are free and those that are bound. Of the fallen angels, Satan alone is given particular mention in the Bible. When Satan fell, and you can read John 8:44, and Luke ten eighteen, he drew after him one third of the angels, and a part of the one third of angels that fell, some of them are being reserved in chains, awaiting judgment by God. Second Peter chapter two verse four to six in the New Living Translation says, For God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell in gloomy pits of darkness, where they are being held until the day of judgment. And then Jude 6, in the New Living Translation, says, And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. The remaining fallen angels that are free are referred to as demons. And they are Satan's servants and they carry out all that he wants to do to cause doom on the earth. You can read Matthew chapter 25 verse 41 and Revelation 20 verse 10. Now the next term that we want to look at is demon. Often in the Bible, the word spirit is used for demon, along with a descriptive or identifying phrase. For example, evil spirit. You'll see that in Acts nineteen twelve to 13. Unclean spirit. Mark chapter 1, verse 23. Spirit of infirmity. Luke chapter 13, verse 11. Dumb and death spirit. Mark chapter 9, verse 25. A specific powerful demon referred to by title in the Old Testament is the prince of the kingdom of Persia. He hindered Gabriel from coming to bring information to Daniel. And so the archangel Michael came to Gabriel's assistance. And if you don't know about the archangel Michael or Gabriel, listen to some of our previous podcasts. But you can read about that in Daniel chapter 10, Verse 13. Demons are created beings. They're personal, immortal, and incapable of reconciliation with God. They have great power as compared with humans, but little power as compared to God. Remember, angels were created to worship and praise God, to serve Him, and to act as His messenger. The Bible states that they are spirits sent from God to care for those who receive salvation. You could see that in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. The fallen angels have a similar function but a different master. Satan is not omnipresent like God. And so he uses his demonic host to execute his will. And their allegiance is to the devil or Satan whom they serve. They desire to work with human beings, but their purpose is to carry out the schemes of Satan to oppose God. They will tempt, deceive, and delude people to bring them to eternal damnation. That's what they want. They want them to be eternally separated from God. And so in opposing God, they will attack, oppress, hinder, and accuse the people of God. There's an interesting passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20, where Paul states that idol worship is really worship of demons or demonic worship. So we see here, anytime you try to replace the one true God, you have walked into or entered into a demonic realm. Basically, demons operate according to the pattern that's set by Satan, just like when he approached Eve. Number one, they will get you to deny the truth of the Word of God and challenge the Word of God. Number two, they'll try to get you to deny the reality of death, even like they'll try to come up with reincarnation or whatever, or like you'll live forever and there is no real death or damnation. And then they'll even appeal to human pride and vanity by telling men and women that they can become like God Or be their own gods that they don't need God. And so we have to be careful because he's trying to use the same schemes with us that he used with Eve. Now what is the final destination of demons? Eventually Satan and his demons are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. You'll see that in Revelation chapter 20 verse 10. Which is also the place of eternal torment for anyone That rebels against God and rejects salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. What about another term? What are unclean spirits? Are they demons? An unclean spirit is simply a New Testament substitute for the word demon. The terms unclean spirit and demon seem to be interchangeable in scripture. And so there's no clear difference in their definitions. Some translations refer to them as impure spirits as well. So throughout scriptures, we read that unclean spirits can possess people and cause them to be sick and have harm. We see that they search for someone to possess if they're not currently possessing someone. An unclean spirit or demon is unclean in that it's wicked. Evil spirits are not only wicked themselves, but they delight in wickedness and promoting wickedness in humans. They are spiritually polluted and impure, and they seek to contaminate all that God has created. Their nature is in direct contrast to the purity of that which is produced by the Holy Spirit in the life of an individual. When a person is defiled by an unclean spirit, He takes pleasure in corrupt thoughts and actions, and when a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, his thoughts and actions are godly. Now what about some other terms like principalities and powers? The phrase principalities and powers may be translated as rulers and authorities, you might see, or another translation might say forces and authorities, or rulers, and powers. In most places where these phrases are used, the context makes it clear that it's referring to a vast array of evil and malicious spirits who make war against the people of God. So the principalities and powers of Satan are usually in view here, being that they exercise power in the unseen realms to oppose everything and everyone That is for God. Principalities and powers are mentioned in Romans chapter 8, verse 37 to 39. You can also look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, and then also Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. You can look in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 10 to 11, and Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Another term that you might see in the Bible is that of familiar spirits. And the meaning is that of a household servant. And is intended to express the idea that sorcerers had spirits as their servants ready to obey their commands. So those attempting to contact the dead even to this day, usually have some sort of spirit guide who communicates with them. These are familiar spirits. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31, and then chapter 20, verse 6, and verse 27, and then in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 to 14, you will see that there's reference to mediums and familiar spirits and how they are being forbidden from being involved with them as they are an abomination to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 31 in the New King James Version says, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them, to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. A medium is one who acts as a person who supposedly can contact or communicate with the dead on behalf of a living. So familiar spirits and spirit guides are under control of their same master, and that's Satan. They influence people to spread lies and deceit in order to try to stop or hinder the kingdom of God. To knowingly open yourself to the work of demons is an evil thing. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10 to 12 says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in a fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. So you see, some avenues through which demons or familiar spirits can gain entrance into a person's life is through divination, transcendental meditation, visualization, necromancy, witchcraft, drugs, and being overcome by alcohol. These are all activities that believers are exhorted to avoid. So instead, we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit which produces love, joy, and all the fullness that comes from Jesus Christ. So a final word now after sharing about spiritual beings. We understand from all the terms that I shared with you throughout the Bible that spiritual beings are real. They're spirits. Even though we can't see them, they're real. And during this month, there are many people who may do different actions that can expose them to spiritual beings that they're not even aware of. And so let's be careful in and of ourselves that we don't open ourselves up to that which is opposing God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, We are also to be on guard, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil, in the heavenly realms. We don't have to be afraid because Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17 says For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Well, hallelujah, that ought to make you shout. All things are under the control and authority and power of God. I don't care what dominion or rulers or powers they may have. They all have to submit to God. And I praise God for Jesus Christ who makes it possible for us to be a part of God's family and not to have to succumb to any kind of evil or dark spiritual beings. Well, I hope that this month has been an eye-opener or just a reminder for you in some things. And if you celebrate Halloween this month, make sure it's done in a way that doesn't cause you to be submissive to any kind of demonic or evil realm, but that you would understand that God is Spirit Himself and that he has a whole spiritual realm there to support and help you, whether you're tempted and whatever you're going through, but especially the Holy Spirit within us, so that we will be led and guided and given the power we need through the indwelling Holy Spirit so that we may please God in all things. Well, I hope that you'll join us again next month for another topic. And in the meantime, smile, Jesus loves you.
0: Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program.